Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings, Social Studies. Brought to you by CarolHasTheFires.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Oh, it's 9 o'clock on a Friday, Cinco de Mayo, game day edition of Social Studies with Sarah Cazell. Vibes. All kinds of vibes. Yes, no Cinco de Mayo vibes, though, in no. in the social studies question. It's too no. early for that. <sighs> yeah. Is Cinco de Mayo like St. Patrick's Day, where some of the some of the establishments open up at 6 a.m.? I don't know. I'm not a big Probably. Cinco person. Cinco de Drinco. I remember once upon a time going to a pretty famous establishment here on uh, for a St. Patrick's Day show that we did okay. on, uh, on remote, and we got there at about 5 in the morning, and there were people there drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, those days are over They're for me, They're on yeah, Ireland time, I guess. I guess so. That's right. Dublin time. All right. Did I ever tell you about the time I was in St. Patty's? <laughs> it's Ireland for St. Patty's Day. I don't drink. I don't drink beer. Mm-hmm. And one sip of Guinness. I had a Smith Wicks. A Smith Wicks, yeah. A Smith Wicks? A Smith Wicks, yes. <laughs> Hurts my heart. All right. Welcome into Social Studies, everybody. Whether you're celebrating Cinco de Mayo or not today, welcome in. We're on Twitter, at Bickley underscore Murata. Talking about the most important stuff of the day. Of course, starting with the Phoenix Suns. Um, We're filling in the blank for this first question, guys. The Suns will win tonight if... Blank. The Suns will win tonight if Kevin Durant and Devin Booker combine for 72 points or more. That's a good one. Okay. I like that. If they shoot... Better than 49% from the field, they will win. Okay. I like those. Very specific. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not just over the shots. Yeah, those those are good. good in there. Numbers. Yes. Absolutely. Let's get right to our, our listener responses. L Poopy. What? <laughs> says the Sun's will. account. Yeah. <laughs> he says the Suns will win tonight if KD goes into Slim Reaper mode. We are still waiting on that. Jesus says the Suns will win tonight if... Oh, there's no if. They better bleep and win tonight. (laughs) He did not write bleeping. He did not. No. Phil W. says the Suns will win if they play with a sense of urgency. 12 wins to go says the Suns will win if they watched Boston and Golden State the last two nights to see what desperation actually looks like. When Pigs Fly says the Suns will win tonight if... In comparison to game two, they have to shoot fewer threes, but make more of their threes. Okay. A lot of shooting and missing in that game two. Coach Tony says the Suns will win if the Nuggets bus breaks down on the way to the arena and they are no-shows. Coach Tony, not believing in, not believing in the Suns yeah, tonight. Coach Tony is based in Colorado. I just uh, oh, clicked on his account. Welcome to the show, Coach Tony. I didn't see that. I, it's, it wasn't in his bio, so I missed that. Uh, yeah, Coach Tony might as well be named. L. Poopy. <laughs> wow, that's the quickest turn on anything you've ever done. Yeah, that is. Oh, see, when do he we can get- hustle when he yeah. wants to. When do we Isn't get it social- amazing when people plug into their passion? <laughs> Isn't it amazing what happens? Reach hey, Vic, when you do so- what you love, it's you never work a day That's in your life. That's exactly right. L- I poopy. poop my pants. <laughs> the Suns will win tonight if Campaign can score 15, Kevin Durant goes for 30, and Devin Booker also goes for 30. That's Cooper's submission. Uh, and then George Alper. Cannot be denied, says the Suns will win tonight if they play four quarters instead of three. 
which is what we saw from them. That would be nice. Yeah, in game two. All right, moving on to our next question. Earlier in the show, we were talking about Mike Budenholzer. Why are are you laughing? Did I miss something? Laughing at Bickley's line about passion. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tremendous. Uh, We were talking about Mike Budenholzer um, in the first hour of the show, I believe. He was fired by the Milwaukee Bucks yesterday. The Arizona native, shout out, Northeast Arizona. I had to Google where Holbrook is. Um, He was fired just two two years after the Bucks won the NBA title. So that makes it now three of the last four NBA championship coaches who have been fired within two years of winning that ring. How about that? Steve Kerr is still going. Yeah, but he's the exception. Nick Nurse is down. Frank Vogel down. Mike Budenholzer now down. So now turning locally, which coaches or managers in the history of Valley sports do you think really got a raw deal? We kind of touched on that earlier, and I couldn't think of any. Um, and I've thought of a couple since that might might qualify. Bob Melvin from the Diamondbacks. I think his Q rating was still rather high at the end of his yeah, tenure. Yeah, wasn't appreciated the way he should have been. Bob Brenly, I think, probably. I mean, he was three years removed from winning a World Series, and yes, it was a much different team in 2004, and they were awful. Yeah. But that wasn't his fault. No. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, those are good Those are good suggestions. I, I'd also mentioned, per our previous conversation, Dave McGinnis was extremely popular, but as Vinny said, there was never any success with that. Yeah. That, was no. at a t- that was at a time of the Cardinals when success was just impossible. It was impossible, and he was such a magnetic figure from a personality standpoint. It was impossible not to like him. Um, right. But it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't based on results. Yeah. All right, let's get to our listener responses. Bob Melvin was a very popular reply from our listeners. Uh, Bob Melvin got jobbed by the D-backs, says when pigs fly. Anyone who coached under the owner Robert Sarver also didn't have a full, full tool shed of players due to his meddling. And then to a degree, Todd Graham. He deserved firing more the year before, Absolutely. but not when he was. Great character. There's been some great answers on this thread, by the yeah. way. Yes. Paul Westfall, Wiz of AZ, submitted that. I question it because he really did make some bold moves and was loved by many. But we only almost won it all with him. And then Steve Wilkes, I think, after Bob Melvin got the most replies as far as uh, coaches or managers who got a raw deal here. He got saddled with Josh Rosen and was shown the door after one year when the whole team was bereft of talent. That's Mr. Will's submission. Yeah. Uh, Frank Cush got some uh, some run. Jim Schoenfeld of the Coyotes got some some run. June Jones got mentioned. Oh, boy. Jones. <laughs> some good th- Alvin Gentry got mentioned. There, oh, that's there, a good there, one. That is that's a good a one. Good that one. is a very good one. Getting to our final question. Uh, no Cinco de Mayo theme, but we did talk about the Kentucky, uh, excuse me, Kentucky Derby at the start of the show. Some uh, some unfortunate happenings going on in the world of horse racing right now. We're asking for some for something happy, something light. What is your favorite horse, real or fictional? Favorite horse? I mean, there horse was, racing, um, horses in movies or television. There was a there was a real horse one time. There's a racetrack where I grew up in Arlington Park, uh, Illinois, and it's where the Bears are going to build a new football stadium. There was a horse that threw its jockey. Ran across the track, jumped a fence, crossed a busy thoroughfare, and hung out in the parking lot of a McDonald's. <laughs> Dude, anything for those French fries. It was the best. It, and people were like, in the it, seriously, this horse was just hanging out in the, in the parking lot. Anything for the fries. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. That, thoroughbred on a thoroughfare. Hey! 
Hey, that actually happened. I would I witnessed it. That's wild. Yeah. That is crazy. I don't know if I have an answer to this question. That's okay. I don't have quick, a favorite horse. Quick, have, nobody's quick got draw a favorite. McGraw. There you go. Uh, Shadow Fax is uh, Gandalf's horse, the legendary horse in Lord of the Rings. There you go. Uh, Mr. Ed. Seabiscuit. Seabiscuit. Hey, Secretary. Bullseye from Toy Story. Evan submitted that one. Oh, Evan that's a good one. Shildjian. That's a good one. Um, Julie Jorgensen going local. The Salt River Wild Horses. You can see yeah, hanging pretty, out around the Salt River. incredible. Yeah. Um, the one from Gumby. I don't know his name. Pokey. Or her name. Pokey. Pokey yeah. Uh, and I'm then- Gumby, damn it. My name is not Gum. It's Gumby, damn it. <laughs> uh, and then this one from Corpse Shasta, guys. We're asking for our favorite horses, real or fictional. Corpse Shasta says... My favorite horse is the one currently holding together my IKEA furniture. <laughs> I don't get that. He's talking about glue. Um, oh. So dark. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> but very funny. Over our heads. <laughs> Over your head. Corp Shasta is always good for yes. the zingers that just made me go, ooh. There was one vote for uh, the the statue at the Denver airport of the blue ho- Blucifer, they call it. Pierce said Blucifer killed its creator, so that's pretty metal. Oh, that's Great. Very Some metal. weird stuff going on at the Denver airport. There's a lot, yeah, there's there a lot of weird superstitions and, yes. and yeah. conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did read not into know it. it was Blucifer. Oh, yeah. If you get any time, you might want to read into that. It's pretty interesting stuff. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Thanks guys. To everybody Thank who, you. Uh, chimed in on social studies. Epically underscore Murata on Twitter is where you can get involved. You can also get involved on the FanDuel text line. It's open at 620, 620. Right now, coming up next, Kevin Durant, tough game in game two. Was it him or was it the defense? I guess we'll find out tonight. We'll get into that and more next. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Bickley and Murata talk Suns nuggets now. This is not bulletin board material. He is not stopping Kevin Durant. No one is. But he's making it hard. That's all you, that's all you can hope for. He's making it hard and not giving him any easy ones. Um, so he's locked in. He's disciplined. He's selfless. Offensively, uh, his efficiency right now around the rim from the three-point line, and most importantly from the foul line, He's just going up there and relaxed, taking his time, and shooting the ball with great confidence. And I I think these seven games have been some of the best consistent basketball that Aaron Gordon has played in a Denver Nugget uniform. That's what we get prepared to do is whatever's required of us. And uh, so, yeah, we got to play more minutes, take more shots, and we just got to do it. Can you guys in the background be a little bit louder? Thank you. Appreciate that. (laughs) Michael Malone. Uh, giving credit to Aaron Gordon for making things difficult on Kevin Durant, but making it very clear nobody is stopping him. Kevin Durant on the subject of can you and Devin Booker do even more? That's what we get paid to do. And it might come down to that, not only tonight, but Sunday for the Phoenix Suns. If they want to stay alive, extend this series, yeah. and make it a series, yeah. they're probably going to have to count on Kevin Durant right. specifically and Devin Booker to do more. Yeah, and like I said, Kevin Durant's under a unique pressure here. He's he, There's the national spotlight and the people obsessed with his legacy, I, I told you earlier that Slate Magazine, if it even, I don't even know if it's it's publishes anymore, but online, they've got a big piece devoted to Kevin Durant, and they basically say 
the last decade of his career has been one of the strangest journeys of any athlete anywhere. And and here we are down 0-2 in a series in which he was the big free agent, or I'm sorry, the big trade deadline acquisition. Locally, there's the, the, the Mikel Bridges comparisons and uh, of something that is not going to go away until this basketball team wins a championship. So, you know, but, but again, this is nothing new to Kevin Durant. He is he has performed and thrived on big stages before. Um, I ran into somebody yesterday who said uh, who who accused me of being too optimistic towards the Phoenix Suns. I said the reason I believe in this team is Kevin Durant and Devin Booker together. Yeah. You've got two frontline superstars, and I generally ride with them every single time. Going back to your point on Kevin Durant, that Slate article. Mm-hmm. Can I? veer off and ask an off-the-beaten-path question. Yeah. When did real-time talk about athletes' legacy become a thing? I think I think the LeBron James thing and the decision and the way he handled that in the era of player empowerment, I think it really kind of muddled it because I think athletes have begun to act like things that used to matter don't matter to them anymore. Yeah. Staying I, I, in one place... Caring about a fan base, all that stuff. No, you're right. It's, it's a little bit crazy. It's, it's a lot of control. It's exhausting. It kind of like yeah. even this week. And I know we had a little fun with it, but the, and, and this is I'm, I don't mean this to be a knock on Anthony Davis, but the questions. And I know LeBron put it out there. Anthony Davis's numbers going in the rafters, and I'm like, really? He's played there for four years, and two of those years were really bad. Mm-hmm. Can we let a guy's career end up before? And Kevin Durant, I guess more than most athletes, probably more than 99% of the athletes on the on the scene today, has done more in terms of career path to open up the doors for this discussion about their legacy. But it's just, I remember, you know, 2000 and, beyond, and, and prior, we didn't talk about that. We just kind of let the, the resume speak for itself when it was all said and done. They, they, I, I, yeah. They, no, go ahead, Jerry. Well, I was going to say, is I, think, I think you're right, Dan. It's when players started sort of moving around teams to try to win championships that the emphasis became on winning the championships. So if you're going to do that, if you're going to control your career and decide where you're going to play, people are going to analyze your career. Yeah, that's a good point. And Kevin yeah, Durant has two championships, but now that's not enough well, because he wasn't the bus driver of those championship teams. Well, uh, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a little more complicated than that. I agree with that, but uh, that's uh, the way some people view it. Uh, well, well, but I think I think KD is a little more complicated than that. I think I agree. When, you, when you take a look at where he was in Oklahoma City, I, the whole thesis of that story in Slate was. Was there was a time when after LeBron made that decision that Katie seemed like the antidote to it. But then suddenly, after James Harden was traded out of Oklahoma City, it was, can Katie and Russell Westbrook coexist? And then Katie, boom, I want out of here. I want to go join the team that just beat us. And then each year in Golden State, he seemed to be progressively unhappy, even though they won championships. Then he bounced out to Brooklyn. And, and then that really fired up all of this. And now he's here. So, I mean, it, it's – this is not like – this isn't necessarily people being stupid in the way they're viewing KD. This has been a, a very different career path. And, and let me also I, I, push back a little bit because in real time, weren't people looking at Carl Malone and Charles Barkley and John Stockton and these players and, and talking about how they hadn't won a championship and what their legacy would be? I Honestly, Jarrett, it, it's hard to go back and, and – recapture what was being said, but I don't remember it being talked about until those guys were done. 
Charles mm. Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Kevin, uh, Carl Malone, John Stockton. But could these guys really be the greats of all time? If it, they, I, I think it, w- it was certainly a topic after John Stockton and Carl Malone lost their first NBA Finals. I remember distinctly that the okay. second time around, it was definitely a topic. But uh, see, I, I, I kind of localize it, and I don't remember. I, and maybe I'm off, and maybe my memory is cloudy, but I don't remember when Charles Barkley was done in Phoenix. I don't remember people saying, well, he, he's never going to win a championship. He's not in that upper echelon. That was a, that was something that happened after he was done in Houston. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think really, I think it's... It, I don't think it's a topic that everybody applies to everyone. I just think it applies to unique cases, and I think KD's a unique case. Oh, he's definitely, definitely a unique case because, like I said, he's already got two championships, and he's like the first guy, the all-time great that has two championships where it's not enough. Everybody else that's won one, it's cool. If they've won two, that's amazing, but it's not good enough for the critics of Kevin Durant. It's it's the how he did it. Yes. That is what no, it, it, Absolutely. It wasn't good enough for LeBron until he went to Cleveland and won one. That's true. That's, that's, that's a good point. Too. The ones in Miami didn't uh, you know, lift his legacy really high that he was hoping. Yeah. Uh, Suns fans, you're needed more than ever to rally the Valley for Game 3 and Game 4. Text ticket to 620-620. Register and then listen for your name today during the noon and 5 o'clock hours for your chance to qualify for Game 3 and Game 4 tickets to see the Suns take on the Nuggets. Once again, that's ticket to 620-620 register. Coming up next, a little Friday humor for you, hopefully. It's a sports kebab with Jared Carlin. <laughs> Straight ahead, Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to the show. Just in time for Jarrett Carlin to sling some jokes. Woohoo! With the sports kebab. something. L <laughs> poopy. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be great. But first, we're going to our website, ArizonaSports.com, looking at our daily poll question. Ooh. You're going to have to pick a side. Will the Suns' season end this weekend? They have Game 3 tonight, Game 4 on Sunday. So basically, is it going to be a sweep? Yes, the Nuggets sweep. No, the Suns force a Game 5. I think our our viewpoints on this are pretty clear. There will be a Game 5. Mick, you want to add to that? Yeah, yeah, I believe so, yes. All right. I'm not, I'm not, not a, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a sweep. But again, if they lose tonight, who knows what we're going to see on Sunday. Yeah. 70% of our voters say no sweep. The Suns force a game five. 30% say Sunday will be it for the season. That's 70%. You hear that? That's the sound of the Valley being rallied. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) That's a Sanderson Ford poll questions. Uh, question you can answer it. Uh, cast your vote right now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. You on your way. You going to the top. You like Lenny Bruce, man. It's crazy. It's sports news skewered. The sports kebab. Oh, and here to make us laugh is a man who has many times been described as the next Lenny Bruce. <laughs> Jared Carlin. <laughs> uh, do you like Lenny Bruce? I, I always found him... I honestly, Occasionally humorous and then not that I don't, full of I honestly don't know much about his material. I like him. I know he was very controversial. I like the character very much on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But that's neither here nor there. 
because this is the sports kebab. And I must start with entertainment news, guys, as there is a big writer's strike going on right now in Uh New York and Hollywood. You've probably seen pictures online. It's all over the use of AI. And in solidarity and support of the Writers Guild of America, I want to announce that not only was today's kebab written without artificial intelligence, (laughs) it was written without any intelligence intelligence at all. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go, guys. I'm with you. Uh, Today also, of course, May May 5th, which is Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, people are celebrating all over. I don't know if you guys are going to celebrate uh, later, but to celebrate locally, the Diamondbacks are DFAing someone named Seth Cerveza. (laughs) (laughs) It's very festive of them to do that. Now, I love Cinco de Mayo, but it it is kind of crazy how some people just use holidays like this one as an excuse to drink. Yeah. Days that are just an excuse to drink. For some people, it's Independence Day. For some people, it's St. Patrick's Day. For John Daly, it's Tuesday. (laughs) And it does suck that Cinco de Mayo isn't a national holiday. It's not a government holiday. You know, it would be nice to have the day off, right? I mean, right now, the only one who doesn't have to work today is Mike Budenholzer. Oh, oh Too soon? I mean, His family can hear this. Well, I mean, uh, the, <laughs> ooh, that's actually true. <laughs> well, it, it, it's crazy because despite winning the championship two years ago, the Milwaukee Bucks fired head coach Mike Budenholzer. Wow. Imagine what they would have done if the season had been a failure. Giannis. But believe it or not... There's uh, no failure in sports. Yeah. Believe it or not, Coach Bud was under the microscope for a while, actually. He was actually on the hot seat before the title. He was heavily criticized by fans, by the media, and even players, especially after the way the season ended this year. I mean, after watching that series, his critics had more material than James Harden's pants. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that outfit that James Harden wore? Yeah, to the game the other day. Head to toe in oversized blue baggy fur. He looked like if he killed Cookie Monster and climbed inside his dead carcass for warmth. It does look like that. And speaking of Harden and the Sixers, James bought his teammate Joel Embiid a Rolex after he won the MVP. Wow. Yeah. Unfortunately... The watch was so heavy, Embiid will now miss the next three to four games with a broken wrist. (laughs) Yeah. Well, speaking of often injured players, Anthony Davis. He's had a very up and down playoffs this year. Most recently, he was fantastic in game one versus the Warriors. Terrible in game two. And it's pretty much been like that every single game this year. I mean, I'll give him this. He used to be known for missing games because he couldn't get on the court. Now he's figured out a way to miss games while being on the court. (laughs) God bless him for that. Oh, man, it's up and down, up and down, up and down with him. Seriously, I saw his point totals over the last eight games graphed out on a chart. I thought I was looking at the top of Bart Simpson's head. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so the the playoffs are really... Really what? <laughs> the players are really something. It, it's crazy because when you look at the different conferences. Hold on. 
Oh, hold on, hold on one second. I got to, I got to do this. Okay, Sorry, phone. Sorry, sorry, yeah, start one second. No, Mr. Austin Ford, I can't talk right now. I'm sorry. All right, I'll call you back. This guy always calls at the wrong times. I do not understand. Yeah. Was he early? Yeah, imagine how funny that would have been if I hit the sounder at the right time. No. Uh, we're still uh, we're still seeing fallout from call tampering gate where Cardinals GM Monty Austin Fort called Jonathan Gannon at an impermissible time during the playoffs. Both have taken responsibility, both have taken accountability, and both have apologized. But for whatever reason, the Philadelphia media and the Eagles just will not let it go. I mean, usually the only thing that stays stuck in their in a Philly fan system this long is undigested scrapple. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible name for a band. Yes. And it's not just Monty and Gannon who are being treated unfairly with the Cardinals. Imagine being Kyler Murray, okay? Imagine spending the last year reading every article, seeing every joke, hearing every comment about your study habits and excessive video game playing, only to see another athlete in your same city be celebrated for playing the same Call of Duty game so much the company literally puts him in the game. (laughs) That does not seem fair to Kyler. But that's the least thing that Kevin Durant and the Suns need to worry about because they are down 2-0 to the Nuggets. This is what some feared when the Suns reshaped their team midway through the season, that they would not have the depth needed. I mean, this Suns team is more top-heavy than middle-aged Phil Mickelson. (laughs) Man boobs. Now, I'm uh, hoping that that this is going to uh, pay off. Because I'm not worried that the roster is too thin. I am not scared that the team will underachieve in the playoffs again. And I really don't miss any of the players the Suns let go to assemble the super team. <laughs> and if you believe all that, I have a Bridges in Brooklyn to sell you. Oh, oh well done. Oh. Good clothes. Thank you. He finally closed on a good one. Yeah. I've been trying to change that up. I thought maybe I'd... Yeah. Strategy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a I'm good strategy hide. to change. Uh, amazing. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> I can't believe Monty Ford has the number to Jarrett's phone, which was manufactured <laughs> in 1936. <laughs> the number to the Mary Poppins phone. Custable <laughs> Jones phone. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Well done, Jarrett. Thank I especially you. like the Bart Simpson's head yes, joke. Very well done. Uh, the Sports Kebab every Friday with Jarrett Carlin. You can follow him on Twitter at Jarrett GC. And if you don't know how to spell it by now, that's on you, people. If you don't know how to spell it by now, that means you probably hate me and insult me online. Because those are the people that spell it wrong. <laughs> Some final thoughts heading into the weekend. Coming up next, Bickley Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Murata, song of the day. I think a pump-up song 
Sons. This works. Will it be a Suns uprising tonight? Yeah, it's a, a fitting title for what we uh, hope happens here. An uprising. Yes. I'm with the doubt with it, yeah. Plus, it's by one of my favorite bands. Muse. And I missed them again in concert last time they were around. I'm a terrible fan, apparently. <laughs> I missed them the last three times they've been in town. Here's where it kicks in. Should have got to the chorus, huh? No, I like that, that that music intro. I feel like it was in a movie or something. It was the intro music to a former radio show of mine. Oh. Imagine that. Muse used in a show by that I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> Uprising by Muse, today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Hey, a couple of wacky stories to tell you about. First, uh, did you see the story about the arrests that were made at the NFL draft, Vic? Oh, uh, yeah, the ju- journalism students at USC? Yeah, two yeah. journalism students at USC got caught on surveillance cameras at 1 a.m. in Kansas City in a room that they should not have been in. Mm-hmm. Then uh, there was reports that were the, the draft jerseys, the, the number one jerseys that every draftee is presented with, that there was missing jerseys. So they tracked these kids down at the airport, searched their stuff, and recovered the jerseys. Man, that is a horrible look. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're yeah. just getting your career started. And it's Not anymore. Annenberg Media at USC, that is a very yeah. respected student media organization. This yeah. is why I don't trust those Big Ten schools. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, the, the other wacky story That's I wanted funny. to get out there is Major League umpires. Um, see the Tampa Bay-Pittsburgh game? Mm-hmm. Zach Eflin is pitching for Tampa Bay, and he's dealing against Pittsburgh. And he's got, uh, he's a right-handed pitcher, so on his gloved hand, glove hand, his left hand, he wears a wedding ring. Not a normal wedding ring. It's one of those rubber rings that, that athletes wear now so they can keep their wedding ring on and not endanger anybody. Yeah. It's in his glove. Something he never takes off when he's pitching. The umpire, Adrian Johnson, uh, comes out and says, uh, has a discussion with Eflin. They check him. They make him take his ring off. After the game, he admits, he says on camera, they threatened to throw me out of the game if I didn't take it off. Isn't that crazy? And he explained, look, this is very important to me. I wear it all the time. He explained other umpiring crews are very lenient with it and said, okay, that's fine. They threatened to kick him out of the game. And baseball fans again went nuts. They go nuts with any like ump show that oh, yeah. happens. Yeah, they, isn't that just weird? Yeah, that's why yeah. would it bother you so much? Why are you so heavy handed about it? Well, there's probably strict strict rules uh, rules about no jewelry. I don't know. It's it's mind boggling. But you're right. The, the ump shows they're the worst. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on yeah. those stories real okay. quick. Uh, big news tonight, of course, is Game 3, Suns, Nuggets, DeAndre Ayton on trying to slow down Nikola Jokic. He just guarding them straight up like how I used to in the past. Uh, I know the things I need to do to where uh, get him to you know, just use a lot more energy, um, get away from the plays a little bit, and we not get the ball as much as the like that. Um, mainly, like, just boxing out more. Um, I don't think I had my body on him as much. 
Uh, I think I was too worried about the physicality of the game and whether how the calls would be called on me or not. And, you know, it, it gets weird around here, you know, knowing the, type, knowing the amount of physicality you can, you know, throw on a guy to where, you know, whether they're initiating the contact or you're giving the contact. Yeah, so DeAndre Ayton talking about playing him straight up, blocking out more, being a little bit more physical. I think that's music to everybody's ears. We'll yeah. see if it happens. The Suns as a team are also, and it, it came up in discussion leading up to this game too, Bick, about the free throw differential in game two where the Suns shot, what, six free throws was it? Five free throws mm-hmm. in, in game two, and Monty was asked about it yesterday, and he gave that standard line, you're pushing me towards getting fined. I can't talk about that. Mm-hmm. That number needs to increase. And, I mean, however that happens. Yeah, right, exactly. The, through aggression, through, yes. yeah, all that kind of stuff. But yes, we, the, I agree. The, the, the Suns made things very difficult on themselves by not getting to the free throw yeah. line. Uh-huh. Or just, and if and again, if you're a Suns player, just please get them out of your mind. Get get the refs out of your mind. Give me one game without any histrionics towards the refs. Get them out of your mind. Yep, here was Kevin Durant on how to increase the free throw opportunities. Could have drove more. This probably, I'm going to start that over. Could have drove more. We could have drove more. This probably the solution. Can't rely on nothing else. And just, just get to the paint more and try to be the best at the score. That's, that's really easy what it is. So, um, you know, the more and more we move the ball and get the defense swinging, we can get some driving lanes, and you know, who knows, we might get to the free throw. Yeah, we talk about Kevin Durant having a Kevin Durant game. Mm-hmm. That number needs to increase for him. He shot six free throws in this entire series through two games. Whereas... His free throw totals in the first series, 10, 6, 11, 11, and 7. Yeah. That's a good way to get just, a guy struggling yeah. on track. Yeah, I'm just focusing on playing winning basketball. That's what the Suns have to do. When we Limit turnovers, come, take good shots, make good shots. When we take the airwaves at 6 a.m. on Monday morning, we will be talking about a series that is what to what? I, have no, I, don't, have a, I don't have a strong conviction, but why not? They're going to win both home games. I really, I'm really confident about tonight. Sun, Sunday is a little bit interesting for me, and it's, you know, not smart to look that far ahead. But you now here's hoping we're talking about a two-two yeah. series on Monday morning. That would be fantastic. Indeed. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Be safe if you're out there celebrating either a Suns win or Cinco de Mayo. Thanks to Eddie Johnson for joining us and Dave Burns for uh, hanging out with us in studio. We will be back Monday morning. Wolf and Luke are up next. We'll leave you with this. They got these cow yarbles right now. They're walking around. Their clackers are just clacking. Are there shenanigans to be had? If the uh, Suns fan base is the most passionate on Twitter, the Bickley and Murata Mornings fan base is a close second. <laughs> you could add up the interest in the other three teams combined, and it gets to about the nipple of the Broncos. <laughs> One of the worst passes in the history of the Boston Celtics. Not good. Not good. Be oh, Erling Holland. Isn't that weird? That was wicked brutal. Uh, Why don't you just rip my heart out, Sully? The Bruins and the Celtics. <laughs> At least a shots one in a walk-off. Yelda Froholt. Well, Risa Sampa, we got KB. Risa winning at home. When there's a will, there's a way.
Hey, Vinny Benedetto. Oh, my. Boom shakalaka. Finish him. Back to the lab. <laughs> Miss Money Penny, I see you've got some splatter pants. <laughs> How Vinny. bad is it? It's Buzzard's luck, Vinny. <laughs> Gosh, Mayday. 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 New York hits. <laughs> Hosting the heat that. tonight at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Thank you for being Twitter friends. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Hold on, I need another chair for my clackers. What the freak is going on with people? This lack of respect to Yelda Froholt will not be tolerated. El Poopy. Yanni Gord. Jordan Bird, we miss you. Too many vegetables affect your groin. The orb of hair. Don't be so splatter pants about this. Shake the rust off those mustaches. I've met some people from Minnesota, and I'm convinced they all have rabies. A Samsonite. In honor of Sarah, I'm screaming in my heart. I'll be sure to Google cheers groins. My brain is misfiring over here. Hey, where's Sons and Four Guys? I like to kick his ass. <laughs>